Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 119 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Montana. Today, in my portable podcast studio, I have with me Luke. Hello. And we are going to talk about some things that we have seen, witnessed, experienced on our travels throughout the Northwest, up through Yellowstone National Park, into Wyoming and Montana. So I'm going to turn it over to Luke, and he's going to share some of the most memorable things that he's seen this past week. So every summer after school, as soon as school ends, our parents pick us up. We go home, drop our backpacks, use the bathroom, and we leave. You leave? Where do we leave? We leave to uh, Yellowstone in Wyoming. Okay. So how far back can you remember that we've been doing this? All the way back. Yeah. So this is actually our, what, 14th trip? So you've gone every single year. Yeah. Okay. So we take our road trip. We get all the way up here into the um, mountains, northwest, up into Wyoming. This year, actually, we found another cool place to stay. And we're actually in Montana this year. And it's really cool this year because um, Luke has, now that he's older, he has... um, observed a lot of things that are going on around him. And he's made a lot of really cool comments throughout this trip so far. So tell me about some of the things, you know, we get up early in the mornings and we drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and drive. And we look at all the wildlife. We look at all the stupid people. (laughs) And uh, tell me some of the things that you've um, witnessed this trip. Well, this trip, we've just definitely seen a lot more bears than we always do, a lot more cubs, 
And since we're staying in Montana, we to get to Yellowstone, we have to cross over Lamar Valley, which has endless amount of buffalo. So that's a new experience to see all those buffalo on the way in. So not only do we see the buffalo from afar, but what are those buffalo doing? They're crossing the road, causing a buffalo jam. Right? <laughs> so, but when they cause those buffalo jams and we pretty much are gridlocked, we can't go anywhere until the buffalo decide where they want to go. What are you what are you doing during that time? Taking all the pictures. Right? And are we watching some people that might be rookies and don't realize how dangerous these animals can be? Have you watched some people do some pretty not so smart things? Yes, especially since we're in the busy time of Yellowstone. We see a lot more people and that means a lot more people to do stupid things. So give me an example of some of the things that we saw um, that you've watched. Well, this was a couple years back, but on a boardwalk, there was a buffalo about two feet away from the walk. And this either couple or a brother and sister decided to walk right beside the buffalo and take pictures. But the buffalo started like charged mm -hmm. at the people and he pushed them off the boardwalk. Right. And what were we doing? Taking pictures. Right. <laughs> we were far enough back, fortunately, because we know that, you know, they're still wild animals, even though they get really sometimes too close for comfort, they're still wild. So um, sadly, a lot of people don't respect that the nature of the beast and these animals out, out in the woods and on the boardwalks and on the prairies, but you can happen to walk across an area where these wild wild animals are buffalo are everywhere up here in yellowstone national park and you just have to really do your part and always be looking over your shoulder especially if you're walking a trail or walking on a boardwalk because they're everywhere and that's the story that you just shared about how these two people got a little bit too close um literally within probably two feet of that buffalo and he he, he got a little bit freaked out didn't he and he jumped at him and he lunged at him and he pushed him off the boardwalk so that was a really good you know eye-opening experience on how dangerous these animals can be have we seen any other experiences with buffalo just people people getting too close to them, you know, getting really close to them to take pictures of them. Do those animals like people in their space? No. No. And you can really tell that too, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. So what else have we seen this trip? Well, now that we're in our new campsite, we just learned that there's a friendly fox. And it turns out that he really likes people. So you can go up and feed him. And I named him Eddie. So why do you think he likes people so much? Because he gets fed by people. Like you, right? <laughs> so we have this beautiful red fox that's a resident, seems like a resident of this little RV place that we're staying. And he is always out looking for people, I think especially Luke, because Luke always makes extra breakfast and Eddie the fox. And so in the mornings before we head out for the day, Eddie always gets some eggs or sausage. What else have you fed him? Bacon. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he gets pretty close, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. So he hangs out, and Luke has taken some pretty amazing pictures of Eddie the Fox. So um, he's always looking, and I think he's going to really miss him when we pull out of here in another couple of days. Yeah, and he's not he's not coming home with us because we have plenty of wildlife at our own home. We don't need another wild animal at the house. (laughs) So tell me what your favorite memory has been so far on this trip. I mean, I I think it had to be the buff or the bear. Which one? (laughs) We've seen quite a few of them this trip. Um. So at this bridge, there is a black bear who was just coming up the bridge and we got in the back of the bed and he just crossed the road. We got some good pictures of him because he crossed right in front of our truck. Right. And so we had gotten there right before the park rangers got there and they were trying to keep everybody away from the side of the road. So like Luke said, we crawled up in the bed of the truck so we could get a higher vantage point and took some really cool pictures. And that was a pretty big bear, wasn't he? Yeah. Were you afraid? No. Why? I don't know. No. Because you were surrounded by lots of other people that you could run faster than? (laughs) (laughs) How many bears did we see this trip? We saw too many to count. We saw a bunch of bear, but like too many cubs. Mm -hmm. We saw black bears. We saw grizzlies. Cinnamon blacks. Yep. Cinnamon blacks. And the cubs we saw. So what is the most dangerous thing that you can encounter when you see a bear? We actually had this happen. Um, Luke and I were getting ready to walk on one of the boardwalks and we got just started. And pretty soon a park ranger came running up the boardwalk. And what was she saying? She was screaming. Get off the boardwalk. There's a grizzly coming up here. Right. So she got everybody off this particular boardwalk and shooed us back into our vehicles. And when we left the parking lot, we were actually going down where the grizzly was sighted. And what did we see? We saw a mama elk looking for her baby. And we can only assume what happened. So there were some people that were there before us and they were taking pictures. And do you remember what they told us they saw? They said that the grizzly bear chased the elk and the elk baby. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing they saw running back was the elk mama, but they didn't see the baby. So, Right. So nature doing what nature does, right? So we pulled over and we watched for quite a long time and we saw the cow elk was just circling and circling and crossing the street and um, just pacing back and forth. And it's what seemed like looking for her calf. But um, we never saw the grizzly, but we definitely saw the elk. Uh, but we never saw the baby, but we just saw the mama. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to get to see, you know, be right there in the area where those bears are. And this time of year in the summer is when the elks are, elks are calving, having their babies, and they are a prime food source for the bears. So anytime you see elk, you know there's going to be grizzly bears in the area because they're looking, looking to feed on them calves. So not just specific to Yellowstone National Park, but pretty much anywhere that you travel, 
you get outdoors, get out to the wild. Um, there are certain things that you really have to do to stay safe, not only for yourself, but for other people around you and the wildlife in the area. So what are some things that people need to do or need to pay attention to when they are outdoors recreating in national parks or any area that has trails and wildlife, things like that? What are some things that people need to do? So they need to know like what animal lives on that trail, lives by that trail, and they need to know what to do if they encounter an animal. So like carrying bear spray, knowing the procedures, how to leave if you encounter one of these animals. Okay, so what's the purpose of bear spray? It You spray them, it's like pepper spray for humans, but it's just for animals. So it kind of just like stuns them. And I don't think you they would want to eat you if they can't see you. Right. <laughs> so the bear spray is just a, a major irritant and it gets into your sinuses and um, it definitely prevents a potential attack. If you happen to come into an area or hike on a trail where a bear may be living or hanging out, but what do you think is the most dangerous encounter if you're walking a trail and you come upon a bear? What would be the most dangerous time in that situation? So the worst time, I think, would be in case you get in between the mama and the cubs because mamas get really protective not just the human mamas, right? It always translates over to the animal world too. But yeah, if you ever, you know, accidentally or unknowingly are walking in between um, a mama bear and her cubs, that's a really dangerous time because she will fiercely protect those cubs. What's another time that could be potentially dangerous? Another time could be in case the bear's feeding on something. You don't want to disturb it. Mm -hmm. That's right. So what would you do if you see a bear on a trail? If you see a bear, it probably sees you. Mm -hmm. So. Should you run? <laughs> no. Why? Because they would want to chase after you. Right. Instincts will kick in and they'll want to chase you. So what's the best thing to do if you see a bear on a trail? Slowly back away. Or if it's coming at you, try to make yourself look bigger with any type of clothing. Like raise it above your head, make loud noises. Try to scare it off. Good. Good. That's right. That not only works for, you know, bears, but what about other wildlife you might encounter on the trail? It could be any like wolf, coyote. Elk, um, moose. There's lots of critters out here. I don't know. Moose are kind of big. Yeah, moose. <laughs> That's right. So what would you do if you see a moose on the trail? Definitely, like slowly back away. Yeah, same thing. I, I right? don't think there's really any way to prevent a moose attack. Right, because they can run. They can kick, right? Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about some of the things that you've seen um, with other visitors that are here because it's not just locals that come to these national parks. It's not just, you know, vacationers. I mean, there are people here from all over the world, right? 
We hear lots of different languages when we're out hiking and walking the trails. We see lots of different um, ages of people. We see men, women, children, grandparents. So what are some um, situations that we've seen this past trip? We've seen parents leaving their kid, like turning their back on their kid. We've seen kids running on the boardwalk, especially at Yellowstone. If you've ever been, it's mainly hot geysers on the ground. So like at Old Faithful, in that area where you're watching the um, super hot, acidic water, the fragile, thin ground, that there's signs everywhere saying, do not step off the boardwalk, stay on the trail, fragile ground. You know, we saw a lot of that today, actually, didn't we? When we were hiking, yes, a lot of the a lot of parents. What were they doing? They were either they were looking at something else other than their kid, or just not paying attention, or letting their kid do what they do, not knowing if they do fall, what could happen. Right. Well, what could happen if they fell through? They fell through. Well, there's there's been this kid at Norris who went off the trail and now. There's a geyser where he where he used to walk. So Norris is one of the um, geyser basins here at Yellowstone, and it's actually the hottest part of the park. And there are tons of thermal areas and steaming hot basins. And um, several years ago, a kid ran off the boardwalk, just like you were talking about, and he ran across the fragile ground and fell through and created a hole, basically. And like you said, now he transformed, you know, the ground. And now there's a steaming geyser that happens because of, you know, sadly, that's where um, he fell through. And we've heard story after story every year that we come up here of people who have wandered off the trail and they've fallen through, and because the water is so hot and so acidic, it literally just disintegrates anything that happens to fall through. That includes people, it includes dogs, it includes, you know, the wildlife. So we see, we hear lots of stories about, you know, bison that are walking off the trail, and they happen to step in an area that might not be able to support them. And they fall through the earth and there's nothing left of them. They, they just disintegrate because it's so hot and so acidic. Um, this is a really, really cool place. It's a very dangerous place if you don't pay attention and you don't read the signs and understand um, where you should and shouldn't be walking. Um, a lot of areas that we've noticed over the years are closed um, if there's different trails or trailheads, why do you think, or what have you noticed the reasons why they're, they're closed off for hikers? It could be animals in the area, bears, buffalo, or they could find out that the ground is slowly getting weaker to support people. Right. So what, do, actually we had this happen the other day. What did we notice when we were walking along trail? Um, at the end of the trail, there's a brand new little restroom area. What did we notice about that? 
as compared to a couple of years ago. So it turns out that they moved the restroom and there's a fence where the restroom used to be, probably because the ground was getting weaker. Right. So the Yellowstone is always changing. What is Yellowstone? It's a big super volcano. Right. Is it an active volcano? Yeah. Yeah. So it could erupt at any time, right? But we keep taking our chances year after year. But because there's always changing um, under the earth, um, there's always different formations. And I think that's what keeps drawing us back. You know, every year we come back up here and um, some of the different formations we see or the different trails we take, um, we notice changes from year to year because the earth is constantly moving and changing. What was one of the more noticeable changes we noticed actually last year? So at one of the geyser basins, there's a geyser or steam steamer called Dragon's Breath. And two years ago, uh, the top of it was like caving over. So the last year we came, we found out that the whole roof had fallen over. And all the water got cut off. Mm-hmm. So it totally changed that that uh, formation. I've almost called it an attraction, but it's a formation. So it's always constantly changing from year to year. So give our listeners some advice if they ever want to venture into national parks or any wilderness areas. What are some things that they need to know before they go? Definitely, like, the rules, the animals that live there, like, how to, what to do if you see one of those animals, if you encounter one of them, if you see them, how far to stay away from them, how dangerous, dangerous they are. What about doing your research beyond just the animals? Are there resources out there that you can download or study the area before you go? Yeah, you can use um you can look at maps and like the weather to know how to pack. So what was the difference this year? Cuz in the in the past, um the campsite that we used to stay at was at the south end of the park and the weather was a little bit warmer, you know, in June. Compared to this year, we stayed at a totally different location at the far northeast end um, outside of the park. So what was what was different this year? Well, considering we're, on, we're considering we're on a top of the mountain, it's pretty cold. It's cold, and we're like at what eight thousand feet. And how much oxygen? There's like zero oxygen up here. And Luke takes me on these death marches because he has to go when we're on a trail. He has to go down to the bottom of the canyon. And it's all fun and great games going to the bottom. But then you turn around and look up and we've got to get back up to the top. And Luke might go a little bit quicker than I do sometimes, but I made it the last couple of times. But there's no oxygen up here. So you've totally got to get acclimated when you come from sea level. And now we're up here at 8,000 plus feet elevation. Like Luke said, it's cold. And what else do we see this trip? Or what are we seeing this trip right now? Seeing lots of snow. Lots of snow. It is crazy. There is so much snow. We, we saw um, snow flurries. We saw a snowstorm. 
Um, we got to play in the snow. So those are things that you need to pay attention to if you're going to be traveling somewhere that you're not maybe familiar with is always doing your research and being prepared, not only with um, what's at the location when you get there, like the wildlife, but the weather. Are you prepared for it? Are you are you dressed for it? What are some things that you need to carry with you at all times to keep yourself safe? Probably bear spray. Or if you're at a place that doesn't, I guess, restrict firearms you could bring one of those mm-hmm. in case last resort okay in case you get a wildlife critter on top of you that you just can't fend off so well very good is there any last parting words of safety that you would like to share or advise just definitely respect animals they're going to respect you back just follow the rules and the procedures of the area that you're in. Okay, good job. Well, I appreciate your time today doing our podcast in our portable studio. Um, This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. I am here with Luke, and we want to wish everyone an awesome week. For more information, you can visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.